behind me. I quickly scaled the shelves in the darkness to the air duct and the ceiling, feeling blindly for the clip that would release the grate and allow me access. It was a commonly held belief that the harem was closed off from the world, all exits barred and locked for the protection of the forty wives of the godling and his childlings. But like most beliefs, this one was incorrect too. There were ways in and out of the harem if you were small enough, clever enough and motivated enough to find them and my brother and I had been all three when we first faced separation. Unless you are a twin, you cannot possibly understand what it is like to be separated from the other half of yourself. It is a physical pain that never eases and never ends. So, as the threat loomed nearer, we found a way out of the harem. From then on we assured ourselves the ability to remain close. As I scrambled soundlessly along the narrow duct on my hands and knees... I thought about that closeness. With each passing year, our bond had, despite my best intentions, stretched thinner and thinner like taffy. Ershin was a man grown now, and he believed what others told him about women, that we were only good for two things, satiating sexual need and bearing childlings. For anything else, men were superior. At first I had railed against his glib statements of superiority, pointing out their weaknesses. But though I was always right, it only served to make Ershin angry, and never changed his mind. When I asked Mother about it, she would simply shrug and say it was the way of men. An intelligent woman learned to accept men for who they were, and work around them to get what they wanted. But I have no desire to manipulate, or a skill for it for that matter. I say what I think, when I think it. I never learned the subtleties my sisters seemed to have mastered at an early age. I had been counting out my crawled steps and finally reached the number I needed. Still blind in the musty darkness, I felt around for the grate that would take me down into a similar storeroom to the one I had left on the outside of the harem. Finding it, I levered it open and climbed down into the harem. After listening at the door for sounds of passers-by, I finally opened it and hurried back to my mother's apartments. Once inside, I dashed into my own rooms to begin my practice. It would be another hour before I would call a halt and change back into my other disguise, my harem clothes, and into the role of docile and dutiful princess. Though I doubt anyone who knew me well would ever believe me either docile or dutiful. Ersha? My mother called from her rooms just as I was finishing up, the sweat running off me in rivulets. The heat of summer in Godsland was always harsh, and today was no exception. Not a whiff of breeze stirred the stagnant air. I wished with all my heart I could do something about it. I put aside my makeshift fighting rod and poked my head out the door. Yes, mother? Come here, girl. I have news. Her usually calm and gentle voice sounded scratchy and unnatural. With trepidation, I entered the communal area where she and I spent most of our time together. As one of the godling's favoured wives, my mother had an apartment much larger and more private than most. It served us both well. She did not have to deal with the jealousies of the other wives. I did not have to play at being the perfect princess. Now this call had come, and I thought I knew what it meant. I was well past the age of marriage— Only my father's soft feelings for his most spoiled daughter had kept me free so long. 
but now I felt my childhood finally coming to an end. Though marriage was the last thing I wanted, I would have to fulfil my role as princess by becoming wife to a king or lud from another kingland. Not my mother's homeland of West Zealand, of course, because that might invite inbreeding. But to one of the other three kinglands, North Zealand, South Zealand, or the mountainous kingland of Highland. Going so far away from my parents and my brother would devastate me, but there was nothing for it. I had run out of time. Mother was pacing the common room like a madwoman, pulling at her long pale hair so it fell loose from its obligatory knot at the back of her head. A woman's hair was a sensual temptation and must be bound at all times, except, of course, when the godling wished to avail himself of its glory. Why a man's hair could be left down, and grow halfway down his back, and not be considered a sensual temptation, I do not know. It was yet another rule I questioned.